Myra. And this is Rhonda. And welcome to We Choose Love, where we discuss the complexities of love, relationships, and marriage. Hi, baby. Good morning. <laughs> it's really morning for you, isn't it? It's, it's, it's very early, but anything for you, my love? Yes. And this is for the listeners, too, right? Getting up early at the crack. It's beautiful, though. It's beautiful in New York. Warm, sunny, hot. Finally, like a summer day. The birds are chirping. So if you hear any birds, people, that's <laughs> And that's happy. funny because here in the morning, it's kind of a little gloomy this morning. I woke up, it's a little chilly. So I have some nice hot tea and I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. Well, today we're, you know, talking about love is love and how we believe that love is love, meaning we're free to love who we want and we want to feel free being who we are. So, you know, it's just so interesting to me how people can criticize something like love. I know. When love is it's such a beautiful experience, one should feel free to be themselves, love who they choose to love. Right. I mean, it, it took me really a long time to find that space to be free. You know, yeah. it really wasn't easy for me at all. Yeah. You know, and I felt, I felt like I had so many expectations about who I was and who I was supposed to become that, you know, it really took me a minute to develop that confidence to Mm -hmm. be myself. I mean, I'm looking at all these young people today and they are just doing everything. They're with who they want to be. You know, they're young, they're proud, they're happy. And, you know, I felt like there was a, there came a point where I needed to engage in healthier relationships, right? which meant I had to really be honest about my feelings you know, honest about who I wanted to love and really coming to that realization allowed my heart to open and be available to love freely and openly. But prior to that, Mm -hmm. I didn't believe that two women could really be happy in a life together. Yeah. You used to tell me that. You used to tell me that. Yeah, And I think that played a, a huge role, you know, in how I handled relationships and love. And, um, you know, I think once I wasn't working in sports anymore and, you know, I was I was out of, you know, away from um, basketball, Mm -hmm. I was really um, where I I didn't have so much scrutiny or or perceived scrutiny, (laughs) you know, Uh, I decided that I wanted to be happy. You know, right. Um, I was really ready to live for myself, not what my mom, my family, society thought my life should look like. And kind of that that's when that's when our souls were able to connect (laughs) and we we fell in love. Right. 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 Yeah. You were open. I mean, what? Yeah. At that point, I felt it was worth it. I felt that I was worth it. Right. That love was worth it. Right. And, uh, you know, I was really ready to be open about about my love for you. I was happy and proud. (laughs) Thanks, baby. Thanks, baby. I mean, I I also think it's funny because, well, funny, interesting, but you, we met in New York. You weren't living in New York, you know, and you were away. So it's kind of like you were freer maybe because you were away also. I don't know. Maybe that vacation, that vacation love. Right. 
<laughs> you know, you weren't in your normal, regular surroundings. But um, I do agree about healthy relationships because I too, I too had to go through that journey to be in a healthier place. No. <laughs> did, you, did you, my dear? Yes. But yeah, me too. I mean, I had... So there was just so many expectations that are placed on us, like you said, from our family and our friends and society and all that contributes to people feeling constricted, constricted and restricted. So for me, I think you're always hearing like, oh, well, you know, you should what you should love a certain type of person, whether it's like, well, that person doesn't have enough money or they're not cute enough for you or um, you know, you need to wait until you have this together. You're not even together yet before you get married and, or, you know, all the kind of sexual identity issues, you know, that people go through when they are in love and falling for someone and coming out, you know, this is so much, but right. I, don't know, I think for me, when I met you, I was comfortable enough to be myself and open about loving women. And I had many experiences in my life up and, you know, up until that time, but I did have a circle of family and friends who I could just be open with and felt free. You've met, and you I, had huh? many experiences. Very experiences in life, in life. Really? Miss United Nations? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're not, that's a whole nother show. Because <laughs> you, you, you sure did used to call me the United Nations. Yeah, we're going to have a little talk after the show. That'll be another show that you know about, but. Honestly, I didn't have any idea that you were in the closet because when we were together, you were so comfortable with me. That was one yeah. of the things I felt you were just uninhibited. And it really wasn't until later on when I moved out to L.A. Um, that I found out mostly from your friends, some closer than others, how you were so different. And they, they would say they saw a side of you that was more open, more free. They said you wouldn't even really talk to them sometimes. You'd just be like, hi and bye. Right. When you was working for the Sparks, yeah. Right. Well, I, I thought I thought I was in the closet, but <laughs> I, I was, I, you know, like I said, all those perceived ideas, you know, about about yourself and about what other th- others think. But you know, people knew me, but I really didn't have a lot of close relationships because I was just so guarded. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't let people in. You know, I, I, I thought I was hiding out in plain sight. And that is exhausting. Wow. So then what really, what changed for you? Like what I mean, made that change for you by the time, you know, I met you and stuff? Right. I mean, I, I just think I just really wanted to be happier. And, you know, I w- was working on myself and I was proud of myself. Mm-hmm. And once I was able to be proud of who I really was, I was able to be proud to be with you. Right. Plus, I was plus I was just tired about lying about who I was. Yeah, like I said, it was exhausting. And and, and, and you know, I was I was happy about who I was. Right. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of things that changed since then. I mean, obviously, um, but yeah, in that time, it wasn't so easy to just. Feel free. It wasn't that kind of environment. No, especially too. Like I said, I've said this before. As as a female athlete, you know, the worst thing was to be, you know, identified as being gay. You know, and it's funny because sorry, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead, babe. It was it was it was just a tougher time. I mean, just saying that, I was just thinking about when I was coming back from uh, 
when I was going to see you in New York um, last time, uh-huh. your birthday, I watched the film with Billie Jean King. Oh, that was such a good film. The um, Battle of the Sexes. Is that what yes, it's called? Yeah, Battle of the Sexes. Right, right, right. Her journey in the beginning. And I mean, that was in the early 70s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? She and had a husband. She was she a, terrified, fell in love with that woman, was terrified that people would find out. And her sport, she was the leader. She was out front in tennis. Right. You know, fighting for equality for women. And, you know, she struggled with, you know, being open about her sexuality. It, you know, and, and here I was later, you know, decades later, having that same struggle as a, as a female athlete. But mm-hmm. like you said, you know, things have really changed a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think growing up for me, not knowing anything or not being in that arena, I remember just from, it, it, it was easier for me, I would say in some ways, because growing up in the arts, you know, right. you, it's, there's a lot of people who are, you know, whether they say it out loud or not, or some are just proudly out loud. They, they are, they just exist. People you were just existing. And, um, I, and so I didn't really know anything about the sports, but I do remember, um, when, you know, when Ellen came out, so here's Ellen now, we all know has her incredible show, but right. as a stand-up comedian and uh, being a, and not coming out and being lesbian, but there were some rumors, um, had, that had come out to the point where when she was on a nighttime talk show, I can't remember who it was. They were, in, in, you know, talking to her, she's sitting on the couch, they're talking to her about everything. And then he was like, well, these rumors are here. And, and, you know, so I need to ask you, is it true? Are you a les? And before he could say lesbian, she was like Lebanese. And she went and said this whole bit about like, yes, I am Lebanese. And um, as Lebanese, I like to do this and that and that. It was hysterical. And then, of course, right. later, you know, she came out with her sitcom and then it was huge, you know, but it, it really. That was terrifying for her. That had to be. Yeah, that was you big. Know? And then she lost everything after that. Right. The she thing that she was everything. afraid of. Happened. Sharing who she truly was. And it, it cost her everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, she she ended up. I mean, but she had a big, she had a good run on that show. I used to watch her, her sitcom. Oh, yeah. And then I yes. remember one time it was a big deal because Olivia Cruz Lines showed a, a commercial. Olivia Cruz Lines is always being Cruz Lines. And I remember seeing that and being like, whoa. But, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood, it's, you know, it started to change after that. Now Hollywood loves lesbians and gay men. They're everywhere. <laughs> right? Ellen's <laughs> in charge now. Go, Ellen. <laughs> We With her wife and everything and pictures, yeah. you know, that's so, so yeah, those things in terms of that has changed. Um, but remember the shows, um, Queer's Folk and yeah. of course the L word, of course. you know, Queer's Folk where they having, you know, love with all those young, young, young men and Lots of it sex. Was, because it was a lot of sex. They showed a lot of sex with, with men, mm-hmm. but then the L word, yep. all the beautiful women, babe, do you remember? When they used to have those viewing parties for the L word in Hollywood at that that restaurant. Yes. Why can't I think of the name of that restaurant? It's probably not even there anymore. But it was real. It was nice. We had the indoor and the outdoor. Mm-hmm. They would show and, the big screen. Right, show it on the big screen, and then like uh, a lot of the cast would be there. Yes. <laughs> you would yes. turn around. That's so Hollywood. It was so Hollywood. <laughs> yes, and you were definitely girl crushing. Like yes, I would you had be your like- favorites. I would look around I'm like oh my god there's Shane oh my god there's Carmen oh my goodness I would be freaking out oh yeah yeah Shane yeah I had girl crush I had girl crush but wait speaking of girl crush okay 
right now, okay, when speaking of girl crushing, one of the most beautiful women, I certainly think she's beautiful. Um, uh, Janelle Monet is on the cover uh, of Rolling Stone. You know, she has this cover story. Her album just dropped, Dirty Computer. And she's talking about it. Um, and talking about her album. And, and she's talking about her sexuality. This is huge. Right. It is you know, because let's, you know, we got to say it like Ellen is, you know, blonde and blue eyed. You know, I love her, but she's blonde and blue eyed. To have people of color coming out is amazing. But anyway, Janelle Monet, this, she's such an incredible, incredible uh, talent. And I just love her creativity. But anyway, she's, she's saying that she says being a queer black woman in America, this is how she identifies herself in, in the uh, interview. And she says, for someone who's been in a relationship with both men and women, I consider myself to be a free ass motherfucker. <laughs> I love that. I love it. You know, and then, you know, it goes on to say that she you know, identified initially as bisexual. Then she read about pansexuality and she was like, oh, some of those things, you know, she identified with that, too. And that she's just open about learning who she, you know, about who she is. And just. I think it's pretty amazing because. um. When you see the videos, oh, she has the videos out and the music videos are, are incredible, beautiful, beautiful color, everything, right? You know, she, she did a performance, I think, on The Voice the other night. and She did? She, yeah, she, she did. And I think she got some backlash because the um, her performance was very sexual. And I, I think I read a few comments um, on Twitter and... Um, you know, a few people complain, hey, this is a, this show's at 8 p.m. It's I wonder what song she did. I wonder if she did Pink. Song. I think, I think it was. Because Pink, that video is, is uh, creatively, I love it. They were wearing these like pink vagina pants and, you know, she's just showing, showing just. I'm going to get you some pink vagina pants. <laughs> <laughs> Are you now? <laughs> Are you now? Are you now? <laughs> Good enough. I, you know what? I think I would look good decision. in them. <laughs> It'd be an artistic decision. Uh, uh, I think I, I would look good in them too. But in her videos, um, from the from the from the um, and you know her latest uh, music videos, she's just showing herself out there. You know, there's scenes in which she's you know, clothes. There's kissing. There's you know, her being tossed between, like, not tossed, but like moving between, um, you know, the, what you call it is in it, the actress Tessa. She's in that. And you like her. Yes. Um, and she's like in between, you know, they're in a club and she's in between, she's going between him and her. Okay. You know, she's just being really open. Right. And she's talking about what I always say. And Pink, I love, she's really talking about the power of the P. Okay. And really, what do I always say? The power of the P. Women, we are very powerful. And the power of the P has brought down nations, has brought right. down countries, men, control, get people in trouble. But we really have a lot of power. So she's talking about women's empowerment. She's talking about sexuality. And she's really putting herself out there. Right? And she is. And you know what I really like is that she dedicated the album to LGBT people. And I just want to read a quote that she said. Um, she said, meaning Janelle Monet, she said, I want young girls, young boys, non-binary, gay, straight, queer people who are having a hard time dealing with their sexuality 
dealing with feeling ostracized or bullied for just being their unique selves to know that I see you. This album is for you. Be proud. So, right, right. you know, she's just being, being open and, you know, giving love. Yeah. She, and, love. you know, she's not a, um, she's, she's not a, she's always been an individual, right? And she's always been outspoken in terms of her creativity, how she's, she's from the Prince camp, right? She, what, yeah, she yeah she the, she was from Prince camp. You could, Prince. Yeah, she was Prince camp, okay. but she's always been like she has a song that talks about how she doesn't really care what people say or think or or whatever. That she's just basically always going to be herself. That's what she likes. That's what she likes, and that's what she's encouraging the youth to to do: be themselves. Right. But you know, this whole thing of coming out, you know, of course, the media always spins stuff. Um, and they, you know, she said this in Rolling Stone and then all these different medias picked up and there was all these headlines. Oh, I'm pansexuals. I'm, you know, and I'm some of, some people wrote, Oh, Janelle Monae frees herself. And she was in the YouTube space and she was being interviewed and she was saying like, you know, you've always got all of me. It's just, this is what you always, you've always got all of me. She's always been free, but this is where she's at now. Right. She's right. able to come to the kind of like where you were talking about. She's able to come and, and actually share where she's at now. So I think she's even taking control of what the media is saying about her because they kind of miss. Some people said that she's she she some people felt it was patronizing some of the, the headlines that said Monet, Janelle Monet frees herself. Um, but I don't know. I just think this is so important for people to, and I applaud people who actually use their platform um, to, to obviously be themselves, but to help others be themselves. And this is exactly what we're talk- talking about, being open and free. Right. There's a, me, there's a NBA player. Wait, wait, I need a little drink, a little tea, babe. My, my throat is getting a little... You sound like there. there's a frog in there or something. It's my, boy, my, my sexy morning voice, babe. <clears throat> like I was saying, so there's this um, little love in sports. There's an NBA player, um, Reggie Bullock, from the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. He became a starch advocate for LGBT rights after his transgender sister, mm-hmm. Mia, her name was Mia Henderson. She was murdered. Okay. And, and her death really encouraged Reggie to learn more about the violence and discrimination his sister and transgender women of color faced on a daily basis. Mm. And he, 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 um, he said one of his regrets is that initially, you know, when um, his sister was being open and free about who she was, mm-hmm. he was ashamed of his sister, you know? Afraid of that scrutiny, afraid for his sister to come to the games because of what people might say, what they might think, you know. And, you know, even though he was close to his sister, but after her death, he said he really began to see how beautiful and strong and courageous she really was. Wow. He free, you know, and he said he saw every day how happy his sister was to live her life open and free, wow. right? And he, he, he talked about, 
you know, her happiness with herself really inspired him to raise awareness in her name. You know, he doesn't want it to be about him. Right. He wants it to be about her. And, and Mia Henderson, he said he wants her name known. And he recently, he's, he's done stuff um, in the NBA, like hosted LGBT nights at the games. Really? Yes. And he's recently, he's on this campaign where he wants um, the NBA to allow uh, the players to wear rainbow colored jerseys to advocate for equality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, something I would definitely support. I wow. want a jersey bag. I like it. Like, we need to follow that. I, I really love to follow and see, you know, what comes of this, you know, how it, how it plays out. So let's 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 keep a pulse on that. I want I want I want a jersey. What's my number? If, if I yeah, get a jersey. 21. We know. Good job. OK. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. That really, really is. And, and I feel each one of us. Exactly where we are and who being exactly who we are in our regular daily life, just people. I'm an artist. You're, you're, um, I was going to say, you're a, you're my baby. (laughs) You're a sports enthusiast and fitness and an OT. Somebody else might be, whatever, it really doesn't matter. I can't name everything everybody has to be, but my point is we have to realize that we hold within us the ability to change people's perceptions. And Even though it's hard to, 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 to sometimes to speak out him doing this. I mean, it's, it's so sad that his had to die in that way, but her life is actually opening his mind, going to be able to change like a whole yeah. bunch of people. Right. And again, I just implore people to use those platforms to just be honest and share themselves and speak up. But by being open, you know, you have to be vulnerable to others, you know, and you have to feel free enough to reveal yourself a little bit. And that's what we're doing. Right. I mean, I, I, I don't know how we got into this situation, but it came <laughs> not from because we wanted to all of a sudden do a podcast and tell everybody our business. Right. right. <laughs> I do know right. how we got it got here. It came because we thought, well, if we open ourselves up, possibly we can help someone else. Right. You know? I, I, I definitely agree. I think you called us. Um, Love activists. That's right. We are love activists. Love activists. And, and you know, I, I do want to be example. You know, I want to be out and free, you know, sharing love, you know, in my flawed, happy self, you know, just, just being ourselves. And for me, doing this, sharing, you know, my personal journey, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, it's a big deal for me, you know? It is. Now, you, you're always open and out there. You know, just like you're on that ginormous <laughs> art installation down on Houston Street, you know, but you, you've been you've been free for a long time. Yeah. And I, I feel like this is the point of this show today and the point of how we genuinely feel love is love. It doesn't matter if you're gay, you're hetero, you're pan, bi, polyfluid, lesbian, trans, just wherever you identify being in love is a beautiful thing, you know, and everyone should be respected and be able to love freely. You know, that's why I say we're activists for love. You know, it's not, this is not, this is a human right to be able to feel free yourself. And it's a human need that being in love, finding love, giving love is something that we can't do without. So 
there's no reason to be, I don't, there's no reason to have any, any negative spin on feeling right. something so positive as, as love. And, and all people deserve that right. So I found this quote that I wanted to read from, um, well, I'm not going to say who it's from. I'll just say what it says first. And it says, when all Americans are treated as equal, no matter who they are or whom they love, we are all more free. And that was said by Barack Obama. Go 44. <laughs> oh, go 44. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. Right. And, you know, he had to, he had to evolve into that. Yes. Because, you know, even with the whole gay marriage, initially he was against it. Yeah. He didn't understand. Yep. But he was open and listened and, you know, it struck his, it struck his heart. Yeah. Love hit him. Yes, 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 yes. And I feel like we're going in a good direction. So, you know, we just have to keep on. There's still fights to fight, um, as we are well aware, and people's lives are in danger um, in our community. And, you know, but I do feel there's a unification. You know, all people is a little bit more. We have a lot of um, allies. Yes, you know? allies and advocates. Yeah, yes. and like like brother, like the brother, like your sister, like er, like parent, like everyone's really understanding. Right. You know, better. It's getting better understanding, but we still you still got to fight up. But again, love is love, and you know we love that all of you are listening. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. All right. Well, just yes. Thank really say thank you. Yes, yes. Thank, thank you so for listening. much. I, I enjoyed doing the show with you in the morning, babe. This was good. You're good definitely morning. a morning person, um, <laughs> more so than I am. But yeah. Right. So we want to ask everyone, you know, you can listen on iTunes. Remind everyone you can listen on iTunes, on CastBox, in the Google Play Store, or on Spotify. You know, tell tell your friends and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Yeah. And, you know, follow us on Instagram. You can follow the show at We Choose Love Always. Um, on Instagram at Myra Gandhi and at Rhonda Live Well. And, and sorry, honey. Connect with us on Facebook, fb.me forward slash We Choose Love Always. Follow us on Twitter at We Choose Love Now. Email us at We Choose Love Always at gmail.com. Yes, please email us about your you know thoughts. Please email us. When we say that, we really mean it. Email us. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what you're thinking. Um, And we will respond. Stuff you'd like for us to talk about on the show. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And let me just give another shout out. We have some new listeners in the Czech Republic. I want to shout out my friend um, who moved there. And she was the one person in the Czech Republic, Justine. And now there's nine people. So I'm like, Justine, are you are you sharing this? And it's a. Shout out. We have people in India listening, Japan, um, Britain, and of course, United States. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep it loving. And remember to always choose love.